Welcome to She Decided to Run Her Way, a podcast created for the aspiring female runner or one in the making who is ready to let go of the pressure to perform, quit chasing someone else's pace, and start embracing her own. My name is Pamela Otero, a certified running coach and personal trainer, and each week I'll be sharing practical running strategies and mindset shifts to help you do just that. So, if you're ready to run your way, then grab your running shoes, lace up, and listen in. Hey there, friend. Welcome back to the She Decided to Run Her Way podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful week. Listen, before we get started, I was curious. Have you ever shared this podcast with a friend of yours? Either somebody who's standing still and you know she wants to start running, or somebody who's been struggling with their running, and they can use some tips and tricks around running, nutrition strategy, all that good stuff. Well, if you've never shared it, would you be so kind to do so? Just grab the link for the podcast and text it to a friend or two. My goal is to help as many aspiring female runners as possible, and I could really use your help. I'd be so very grateful. Okay, let's get into today's episode, and it's actually going to be a quick few training tips. Now, I hear a lot of talk from runners, women who are in it. They're doing the thing, running, working through their training, and many of them keep getting hung up with issues around their running shoes, specifically issues with bunions, arthritis in their big toe joint, Achilles issues like tendonitis or a strain on their Achilles tendon, ankle weakness, or even often rolling their ankles. And I can totally see how these issues can be a problem because I have also um, had some of these issues in these areas as well. Not necessarily with my Achilles, but definitely with arthritis in my left big toe joint and ankle issues due to a history of rolling my ankles because of weak stabilizing muscles. So today I thought it might be helpful to share with you a few ways you can reduce those sorts of running aggravations by focusing on three characteristics of a running shoe that you may not have considered. Now, I know I've mentioned this in previous podcast episodes before, but I can talk running shoes all day long. And over the years, I have become so fascinated about the anatomy of running shoes, comparing the differences in characteristics and materials between shoes, and how these characteristics and components can really make or break your runs. It's something I totally geek out on. And if I don't say so myself, I lead a pretty darn good shoe clinic that even the most experienced runners walk away learning a thing or two. And my fascination actually came out of a lot of resistance. Resistance because I was forced to find a new running shoe after the shoe company that made the make and model of the one I had run in for literally seven years they decided to go and discontinue it. How dare they, right? 
So since then, I've moved past my resistance and I have learned to embrace experimenting and learning and testing out all sorts of running shoes. And I wanted to share a little bit of that knowledge with you today. Basically share some quick training tips um, with your running shoes as it relates to bunions, arthritis in your big toe joint, if you're someone that experiences that, maybe if you have any Achilles issues, and then that darn ankle instability issues that I know many people and possibly you have or are dealing with. Now, I'm not going to go into detail today on how you can prevent these issues or I'm not going to dive into running shoes as a whole because I've actually talked quite a bit in various ways on previous podcast episodes about foot health and running shoes. And as I was preparing for this episode, I looked back at the episodes that I've shared with you and I was quite surprised to find that I have six episodes on this overarching topic. So I'm going to link those episodes up below in the show notes. But if you'd like to learn more about overpronation, ankle mobility, plantar fasciitis, foot injuries that runners often experience, and then just running shoes in general, you may want to take a listen to one or all of those episodes that I've linked up below. But today, I really wanted to keep it um, quick and simple, just some quick, quick training tips. And I really wanted to share with you ways you can make some adjustments, you know, when you're due for your next pair of running shoes, or if you're getting started with running and you're in the market for a running shoe, and if you're dealing with any of these issues. And I'm really confident that today's episode is going to help you either now or at some point down the road. So when it comes to aggravations as it relates to bunions or arthritis of your big toe joint, if unfortunately you're dealing with these issues like me, you really want to run in a shoe that has a wider toe box. Now, this might seem like a no-brainer, but honestly, a lot of runners don't think about this. They're primarily focused whenever they go get a running shoe. They're primarily focused on if it's a neutral running shoe, if it's a stability shoe, how much cushion it has or doesn't have, what's the millimeters of the drop on the shoe. But when it comes to bunions and arthritis in the toes, most people don't consider the width of the toe box of their running shoes. And they often don't consider it also because most running shoes don't have wide toe boxes. A lot of running shoes out there have a narrow toe box, and this is why a lot of times these aggravations occur. Now, I used to run primarily in Brooks. I've tried out Saucony, Nike, Solomon, Hoka, but because they tend to have a more narrow toe box, I now only run in ultra running shoes. Now, I'm not a sponsor for ultra. Um, I'm not, you know, getting any kickbacks for these shoes, but I will tell you, I have fallen in love with them for the past probably four, four years, maybe a little bit longer, maybe even five to six years. Now, I do run in ultras for a few other reasons, but specifically because of my arthritis, 
on my left big toe joint. This wide um, or this wider toe box that Ultra makes and a few other um, shoe companies make, it really does create the space that my foot and that joint needs to feel less constrained when it has to bend every time I take a step. And it's a it's a really big deal when we're taking a couple thousand steps each and every mile. You know, that's a lot of steps, right? I didn't know if you know that, but on average, I mean, it's all dependent upon somebody's stride length, but anywhere from like 1,500 to 1,900 steps um, we take every single mile. And that's a lot of steps. So if you're someone that falls into this bunion arthritis camp like me, take a look at your existing running shoes and the width of the toe box, and then get set up in a pair with a wider toe box like Ultra. Or the other thing you can do is you can see if they have, let's just say you're running in Brooks or Saucony or Nike, you can see if they have an option of um, ordering that same model in a wider width. And it will make a huge difference if you do experience bunions or arthritis in your toes. Okay. Now, if you're someone that experiences aggravations with your Achilles tendon, whether that be periodic episodes where it gets inflamed or it gets strained due to tight calves or due to plantar fasciitis issues, you may want to be someone that explores um, the characteristics of your running shoe that has to do with the heel counter. Now, you might be thinking, what in the heck is the heel counter? Well, basically, it's the part of your running shoe that wraps around the back of your heel. And when it comes to this specific part of your running shoe, you really want to investigate a couple things if you're dealing with Achilles tendon issues. One is how high up does that heel counter go? And then two, how firm or soft is that heel counter? And you're going to want to experiment with a running shoe that has a heel counter that is higher and maybe a bit more firm um, because both the height and the firmness of the heel counter is going to be more supportive to you and your Achilles tendons. The higher it is and the firmer it is, the more stability and support it's going to offer. But with all things, you're going to really have to test this out because you may You know, you may try a shoe that has a higher heel counter and that's softer, more flexible, and that works for you. Or you may need uh, a shoe that has a higher heel counter with a more firm heel counter. Either way, um, I want you to know that the heel counter on a running shoe does play a role in supporting and stabilizing that Achilles tendon. And if you need more support with your Achilles tendons, you may want to make some adjustments with your shoe in that area. And one thing I want to add here before I move on to the issues with our ankles and rolling our ankles um, is to remind you that it's also important to address these issues like with your Achilles or even with arthritis or bunions or even with our ankles. Really um, address these issues by resting, icing, and stretching. 
Okay, I'm in no way recommending you push through any pain you're experiencing if you're having these aggravations just by going and making these adjustments that I'm sharing with you today. Um, I really just want to offer today some suggestions on how you can support these areas that tend to creep up and cause some aggravations here and there. Um, But I also want to just make a note that if you're feeling any pain, um, even though you may need to make some modifications in these areas, um, whenever there's pain, you really want to rest. You want to ice. And then after um, the muscles or the tendons or the area that's being aggravated kind of warms back up again, then you want to gently stretch. Okay. I do recognize that you, just like me, you know, you might be more prone to these sorts of issues. And so, um, yes, taking um, my suggestions and going and checking out your existing shoes or, you know, getting a different pair of shoes is important to addressing them, but also um, making sure you're resting, icing and stretching. Okay. And that leads me to the last issue that, you know, I've dealt with for years, you might also be dealing with right now. Um, even though I consistently focus on this issue, this issue, which is um, rolling my ankles, um, you may be somebody that you often roll your ankles like me, or you've had previous ankle injuries or surgeries. And if this is you, then I'm going to highly suggest you take a look at the shape of your running shoe. Now, if you were to pick up one of your running shoes and look at the bottom of it, if you're running right now, as you're listening to me, stop for a second you know, look down, lift up your right foot, look at the bottom and take a look at the shape and the shape of the bottom of your shoe. It's actually called the last and it's spelled L-A-S-T. And this is something you want to be mindful of, especially if you're dealing with ankle issues, either previous injuries or previous surgeries. And I really think that this characteristic of a running shoe, the last are often overlooked Now, when it comes to the shape or the last of a running shoe, there are three different shapes um, that any running shoe will fall into. Um, It will either have a straight last, a curved last, or a semi-curved last. And if you're someone who needs more ankle support, you need a wider base of support due to ankle weakness or previous ankle injuries or surgeries, like I mentioned, or you're just prone to rolling your ankles you may want to consider a running shoe with a straight last. And this um, is actually another reason why I run in ultras. They tend to have straight lasts. That's hard to say. (laughs) And because I'm more prone to rolling my ankles, having a shoe that offers me a wider base of support really does help help support my ankles um, while I'm running. So If you two are like me, it might help to know what the last is of your existing running shoe, because if it's a curved or semi-curved last, it's going to have a more narrow footprint and that's going to be less supportive to your ankles. Does that make sense? I hope so. So like I said, I can geek out on all of this, but really knowing this stuff, it's really going to directly support your running and any of these specific aggravations. And any small tweaks or adjustments I can help you make, I really think will ultimately help you enjoy your running more or get you started running if you've been holding off because of these issues. 
This is exactly why having a coach can be so helpful to you as you navigate your running and your running journey. And honestly, all of this knowledge that I've gained over the years, it's either directly related to my personal running journey, my personal injuries or roadblocks that I've come up against, or those that my clients have. And I'll quickly tell you this before I wrap up as an example. Um, The only reason I learned so much about heel counters on a running shoe specifically is because I had a client, shout out to Beeman if you're listening, that's her nickname. Um, She was experiencing some heel pain. She didn't have any Achilles issues, but every time she would go out for a run, afterwards her heel, her calcaneus bone, would hurt and feel bruised. And after we really investigated her running shoe, we made sure she was supporting her foot mechanics and running in the right type of shoe, we determined that the heel counter on her existing running shoe was way too firm and it was leaving her feeling like it was it was just too firm and causing that bruising feeling. And after she returned her shoe and got another one with a softer heel counter, her heel pain went away altogether. So although in her situation, her pain wasn't due to Achilles issues, um, it was due to the heel counter being too firm for her foot. Um, In the process of me researching that and trying to figure out, you know, what was going on, I learned more about heel counters and how supportive they can be for runners specifically with Achilles issues. So I share this with you because sometimes, you know, me researching an issue and trying to help a client find solutions to their problems ends up leading me down paths of learning more, more than I initially intended. And because I got the opportunity to learn more about heel counters, I was able to put other pieces together um, that later went on to help support other clients of mine and hopefully help you today. So regardless of where you're at in your running journey, you know, getting ready to dip your foot in, already jumped in with both feet or possibly wanting to get back into your running after some time away. Just know that there are always solutions when aggravations or roadblocks get in the way. At at least I believe there are always solutions. There are always ways to make your running feel easy or easier and ways to really enjoy getting up and out the door for your run. And these running aggravations that I touched on today, they may not be something you're dealing with right now but they may come up down the line. So I want you to put this episode in your back pocket right now and then pull it out if you need to down the line because I want to help you keep moving forward and keep running and enjoying your runs. All right. I hope you enjoyed this quick training tip or a few tips and I hope you found it valuable. I really appreciate you hanging out with me. And if you'd be so kind, as I mentioned earlier, please invite your aspiring female running friends. Invite them to come hang out with us too. The more the merrier. I look forward to seeing you here next week. But until then, my friend, go grab your running shoes, lace up, and go enjoy the beautiful outdoors. 